Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 194th ever show of all around sports. Reach Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week. Also, in a few minutes, we'll be joined by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine, who is will be talking to us live from Chicago, where he is out covering the NFL draft that got underway last night. And that's just one of many things that are making this being called the best weekend, sports weekend of the year, with tomorrow specifically being called the best sports day of the year. Tomorrow we are headlined, of course, by the fight of the century with Mayweather versus Pacquiao. We have the Kentucky Derby, the NFL Draft, Red Sox-Yankees, and of course the NHL and NBA playoffs continuing, featuring Game 7 tomorrow night, San Antonio Spurs versus L.A. Clippers. That leads right into my highlight of the week, which was last night, of course, the L.A. Clippers going into San Antonio and beating the defending champs on their home floor. I don't think anybody gave them much of a chance. A lot of people, pundits and experts, said the series was over when San Antonio won the other night out in L.A. Uh, But, you know, the Clippers are one of those teams. You don't quite know what to make of them. But last night they showed a potential championship medal. Blake Griffin and Chris Paul, who were pretty much non-existent in the first half, both came up big in the second half, and the Spurs simply did not look like the Spurs that we've come to know, uh, as Coach Greg Popovich talked about in the post-game presser, where he basically called them soft, which is a word you never thought you'd associate with this team. So they will become coming ready to play tomorrow night, no question. And the Clippers will be back in front of their home crowd. Uh, I think it has, it's been a fabulous series, and I think tomorrow night has the potential to be something very special. And I love the time. It's 8 o'clock Eastern time. Should be getting over around 10.30 or so. And here on the East Coast, the fight is scheduled for 11. And I'm scheduled to go to a local establishment that bought the package, uh, sold tickets, Jake and Joe's in Norwood, Massachusetts, a great sports bar nearby, and uh, that should be a great event as well. So 
Hopefully they'll have the Spurs Clips game on and leading right into the fight. It should be uh, a special evening, to say the least. Uh, my low line of the week, sticking with the NBA, was the performance of the Milwaukee Bucks in losing by 54, repeat, 54 points to the Chicago Bulls last night at home to drop the series uh, four games to two. Give them a little credit. They had done a nice job to win two games and bring it to this point, but they pulled an all-time no-show last night. Uh, it was the worst, the highest margin ever, worst loss ever is another way of saying it, in a deciding game of an NBA playoff series. So that is just uh, remarkable uh, when you think about it. And my bizarre story of the week was the Washington Capitals scoring last night with literally one second left to beat the New York Rangers in game one of their Eastern Conference semifinal. Luckily, as I was switching back and forth between NBA and, uh, and the draft, I happened to switch at the right time with about five minutes to go, and I was watching live when the Capitals scored, and it was... Uh, bizarre to say the least. I mean, literally to be exact, 1.3 seconds. Um, and Ovechkin made a great pass from behind the net and Cam Ward, who scored the winning goal to beat the Bruins up here in Boston in a game seven, a few years back, uh, was right there for the game winner. Again, one second left. It was just stunning to watch. Um, the Stanley Cup again here with the first round just completed and just getting underway with some second round action. Uh, once again, it's the best thing in sports. The amount of late third period, you know, tie games, game winning goals, sudden death overtimes, which is really uh to pinpoint it a little more, that really truly is the best thing in sports, which is a Stanley Cup playoff overtime game. It's The drama is so thick, you can cut it with a knife, and there's just nothing like it. And we've had a lot of them in the first round. And again, it's just uh, been very, very special to watch. Uh, need only go back just a couple of nights ago to uh, to the Tampa Bay Lightning beating the Detroit Red Wings in uh, Game 7 down in Tampa Bay. Great to see Tampa Bay, uh, you know, becoming a hockey town. Uh, they're owned by a Boston guy, Jeff Vinick, former Fidelity guy. And uh, so we watched them a little closer from up here in Boston. And uh, that was just great. It was just a great game uh, and just Fabulous to watch. And again, just one of many, many great series that we've seen. Um, Ottawa, Montreal was spectacular with uh, starting with PK Subin slash to basically begin the series. And it just got nastier from there. The Winnipeg Jets, their crowd was incredible to watch. Uh, the whiteout, the true whiteout. I'm a Penn State guy, so I thought we invented whiteouts, but it turns out that we didn't. I guess it was done years ago in Winnipeg, and 
you know, they just got a, their franchise back a couple of years ago. And that was just one of the best things I've seen visually from a crowd in years. Um, so that was terrific to watch. And uh, Pittsburgh and the Rangers was interesting as well. And looks like uh, Pittsburgh, they're going to stick with the core, meaning Crosby and Malkin, but <clears throat> uh, that ship has sailed, it appears. New York Islanders and Washington, that was great stuff too. Another game seven uh, down in Washington. The Caps have had uh, a rough history, but uh, in game sevens, uh, literally with a losing record at home, but they came up big. And that was a great game to watch as well. Um, Chicago. Chicago Blackhawks. They uh, they in Nashville put on a great show as well. Uh, Nashville took a 3-0 lead in game one. They couldn't hold it, and that's where that series was lost. It was literally lost in game one in Nashville. They come out of the gate quick. Uh, and the Chicago Blackhawks just continue to show their championship medal. Uh, it's now year in, year out. We, of course, here in Boston won't soon or ever forget. Uh, when it appeared the Bruins had them beaten game six in the Stanley Cup finals a couple years ago, had a one-goal lead. Chicago scored twice in basically 30 seconds to win the game, win the Stanley Cup, skate around the Boston Garden holding the Stanley Cup, and uh, so, again, uh, ever since then, uh, nothing the Blackhawks does do uh, surprises anybody here in Boston, to say the least. So, uh, and speaking of here in Boston, we have the Yankees coming in uh, for their first series of the year. And Alex Rodriguez is uh, front and center, as always. He's... Uh, the gift that keeps on giving here in Fenway. So uh, we shall see uh, what this weekend holds. It's the undercard, shall we say, among many undercards to the fight of the century. But let's not forget we have the NFL draft, and we're going to take our break now. But uh, on the other side of the break, we have A.P. Stedham, our weekly call-in expert. He is in Chicago for the NFL draft. And... Can't wait to hear what AP has to say. So as my former co-host, Dumont Williams, from outside the huddle, likes to say, it's time to pay some bills, so let's take our break. And next up will be AP Stedham from Chicago. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. If you think you've seen online TV before, 
Let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at IIR at Comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests, and on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine, and he is live in Chicago, where he is covering the NFL Draft. And A.P., how are you doing today? Oh, I'm doing great, John. I'm glad to be here in Chicago. Uh, the NFL Draft had been in New York for 50 years, and then they brought it back to Chicago, where it was held 50 years ago. I know. It's a terrific story, and... Uh, you and I actually met at the NFL draft in New York City. So what I've seen on TV is, uh, you know, re-energized, if you will, uh, in Chicago. What's your take, having been to a few of these in New York City, but now you're in Chicago? How's the, uh, how's the energy level? Oh, it was, it was sky high, John. I mean, the, the people last night, they were all around the building and inside when they brought out every player with a loud cheer and it was great it's fantastic uh they really embraced the entire event yeah it certainly looks that way on tv uh they were throwing out a figure of you know literally a hundred thousand people uh in and around the event last night that turned out to just be part of it uh which is just an amazing number to say the least so i'm trying to figure it out maybe you can enlighten me it appears that you know, they're having the draft, of course, in the famous, I think it's Roosevelt Auditorium, but then there's a tented area down in Grant Park. Uh, is that nearby where the actual auditorium is, or how's that geography working out there? Yeah, yes, John, it's on the other side uh, along Michigan Avenue there in Grant Park. So it's right across the street. So it's a perfect location. The logistics are convenient for all the fans and and visitors it's an outstanding uh, setup oh really so you could practically so you can pretty much walk from the tented area to the auditorium itself yes a short short distance really literally across the street wow that's great uh well it looks great and so the tented area is that pretty much you know that's filled with this thousands of fans correct Right, fans. I, you know, John, I'm, today is my day that I was going to go over there a little bit early and spend some time over there yesterday 
we had to check in. So I had to and then devote my efforts to making sure everything was taken care of, uh, you know, and being around the gold carpet, that type of thing. So today I'm going to spend a few hours just walking around the, the tents. And it looks like a beautiful day, 70 degrees. Is that right? Yeah, it's a very nice day, sunny, and uh, they don't call this a windy city for nothing, John. <laughs> Is it windy today? A little bit, a little bit of wind. There's always a little bit of breeze. Yeah, well, yesterday looked cold, just downright it 40s was, or whatever. It was, John. It was a little cool coming up from Alabama. First time I've been in cold weather in a while. So, But it, it, it was, uh, I, I could withstand the temperatures. I'm sure. So, last night, were you in the auditorium? Was in the auditorium, John. They they have us up on the uh, about the fourth floor there, overlooking the entire uh, audience of people that are below in, in the stage. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, it sounds awesome. So let's talk a little bit of a uh, draft. Um, no surprise at the top. You and uh, you and I called it pretty much, particularly you. Uh, that it was indeed going to be Jameis Winston. You were at his pro day in Tallahassee. You saw he and Lovey Smith embrace at the end of that pro day, which uh, struck me and you that uh, he was going to be the number one pick. He was. And then I guess, you know, uh, drama started, so to speak, with the number two pick. But, of course, nothing happened. Uh Marcus Mariota to the Tennessee Titans, and, uh, you know, on we went from there. I mean, there it seemed quick last night. There wasn't a lot of movement. I think the San Diego Chargers moved up a couple of spots. Other than that, I think uh, everybody stayed in their spot. Is that correct? Yeah, there wasn't, there wasn't much, John. It really wasn't. It, it was kind of a uh, – there wasn't much fanfare considering that the top two selections, and, oh, by the way, Two Heisman Trophy winners, first time that's ever happened in a draft, selected number one and two. So that, then you have the, after that second pick with Mariota, then it kind of, you know, went pretty much, pretty much to form and everybody just made their selections with, you know, a few movements here and there. Right, right. Well, uh, I mean, yeah, it was, you know, easy to follow, shall we say. There was just, you know, Roger Goodell striding up to the podium you know, about every five to 10 minutes or so. I mean, the teams also seem to be quicking or picking quickly. And, uh, I'm sure you were very interested. I was thinking of you when, uh, Amari Cooper went number four to, uh, to the Oakland Raiders. Uh, I love the move because it reminds me of the old Oakland Raiders of, you know, Daryl LaMonica and, uh, Cliff Branch, you know, (laughs) Good quarterback, throw uh, the way Al Davis would have wanted, you know, throw it deep. And uh, Amari Cooper certainly seems like that guy. They couldn't have praised him more effusively on TV. That's for sure. Yeah, that that was a classic uh, Oakland Raiders pick. Although Amari is kind of a choir boy compared to some of the people who have been in that organization in the past. But he does have the production, and, and he is. He has some flash to his game. So uh, one thing about Amari, he, when he's been involved in any situation, he, he invariably shines. He's an outstanding talent, model citizen, and I think that people in the Bay Area will really embrace uh, the South Florida native. Yeah, he is special. 
by any standard in every way on and off the field. Uh, and, you know, it was just great to see him go so high. I, I was thrilled. I really was. And uh, so did you, did he do, did he do any kind of an interview? Was he there? You know, uh, John, the thing about Amari is he's kind of a reserved personality. Right. Which is uh, going to be unique in Oakland, but he, he chose to rent a house in Tuscaloosa and brought his family there, and that's where he watched the draft. Okay, a lot of that going on. Um, yeah, so how was that? I mean, the fact that, you know, the number one, number two, number four, Amari Cooper, and I believe, I'm not sure about number three, Dante Fowler, but uh, anyway, a lot of the top picks were not physically at the draft, getting the hug from the commissioner and the jersey presented to him and what we've all become so used to. So how was that dynamic? It, it seemed pretty seamless on TV, quite truthfully. Yeah, it was, it was slightly different, John, because even if you're not uh, particularly writing about those players, you, you get a chance to see them and for future reference and just interview them and find out a little bit about them when they have to appear before the different cameras and all the different inquiries from the media. So I, I wish they were there, but they, for, other, for, for various reasons, they chose to stay home, stay home and celebrate things with their family. Correct. Yes, exactly. I think it's a, uh, it's a changing dynamic, of course. And uh, so I'll take it that Nick Saban wasn't there. You and I have been there a couple times when Nick Saban was there as his players were chosen high. So obviously he wasn't there, I'm assuming, right? No, he was not. Matter of fact, uh, we had a chance to see uh, Nick Saban the other, uh, I think it was Tuesday evening at an event, and he said he wasn't going to be there because Amari wasn't there. They just had one player that was going to be there this time, Landon Collins, the safety. Okay, okay. Now, was Devin Fowler, Dante Fowler, was he there? Uh, you he covered was, the he was had quite the outfit right, uh, with that the gold, evening. Uh, with the gold was shoes. Very, very unique. So, yeah, he, he sure was. He, he was there. All right. And then uh, certainly I know Brandon Schreff was there, uh, number five pick of the Redskins, the offensive tackle from Iowa. And, you know, he's right from central casting as far as what, it, what you expected offensive lineman from the Midwest to look like. <laughs> right, right. He, and he, he's, a very, he's a charismatic figure. I enjoy yeah. listening to him at the press conference. Yeah, he, and he he's uh, very interesting, and I know that it'd be it'd be a good choice for the uh, Washington. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he looked interesting, so I'm glad to hear that he was interesting when he was speaking. Uh, you know, the Jets. Uh, I wasn't surprised. Some people seemed to be, but you know, when they came up and Leonard Williams was still on the board. I figured they would take him, and they did. And uh, same with Kevin White from the Bears. Now, he also seemed uh, to be an interesting personality as well. Um, and, you know, just what they need to replace Brandon Marshall out in Chicago, correct? The fans must have loved it. Yeah, Chicago fans really were cheering loudly when he was selected. And he's a big wide receiver, John, somebody who – you know, burst on the scene as a senior and had come from junior college, you know, kind of was acclimating himself as a junior, but put up huge numbers against some very good teams. Uh, Oklahoma and Alabama, I think he had nine and 10 catches respectively. So he, he's, he'll be a good addition to the Bears. He, you know, need some offense and he'll help Jay Cutler. 
Absolutely. I, I, I love the pick. I, I figured it was imminent and it was. And then, uh, you know, the next pick of great interest was, of course, another SEC guy that you have covered, Todd Gurley. First running back chosen in a number of years uh, in the first round and chosen in the top 10, no less, at number 10. Uh, and he got a little emotional on stage, uh, you know, when he was being interviewed soon after he was picked. And, and it was just nice to see. He's been through a few things, as we know. But a lot of people think he is really a, a super special talent if he gets healthy. Yeah, I think so, too, John. I think he's very good, outstanding uh, running back. It, John, it was nice to see him show a sense of appreciation for being selected, and he's been through some turmoil. And so it's nice to see a young fella realize that this doesn't happen to every college student. Correct. Very well said. It really doesn't. You know, soon thereafter, we had, of course, Danny Shelton selected, and uh, He's from the University of Washington. He's a nose guard and, uh, you, you know, defensive tackle slash nose guard. Played a lot of positions, but, you know, he picked up Commissioner Roger Goodell right up off his feet on the stage. That was a great moment. <laughs> yeah, there's always one of those dads who gets overly enthusiastic and surprises the commissioner. But it's all good fun, and, and you're glad to see somebody – who realizes that uh, it is is a a life-changing experience to be drafted in the NFL and walk across that stage. Oh, absolutely. Life-changing is the word. Again, you know, you and I have been there. We've covered a couple. Uh, You've covered more. And when you're physically there and you're watching these kids and their families, you know, achieve their dream. Uh, it, it is special. It truly is when you can look, you know, and I like you have been, uh, you know, a foot or two away looking right in their eyes. Uh, it really is special. I mean, you gain a certain appreciation when you're lucky enough to do that, like we have been. And, uh, I thought Danny Shelton last night was really, uh, it's really just a perfect example of someone who, you know, was easy to like right off the bat. Yeah, he had a bubbly personality and just, you know, it's infectious. You know, football is a game, John, that you really need to play with a lot of enthusiasm. And it's a very difficult sport. You're wearing that equipment. You're always surrounded by the elements of, you know, wearing the equipment itself. You're perspiring and, you know, and then you get out to the hot weather, cold weather. I mean, it's an extraordinary game, and it really tests your level of uh, competition and, and your survival mode, too. Absolutely. Well, AP, great perspective, and I mean wonderful. It's nothing like talking to someone who was there and will be there today and tomorrow. And uh, we have a lot more to get to just on the first round alone, so... Why don't we take our break now, and uh, we'll start talking more of the back end of the first round after our break. Find 
out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on twitter find us at voice america trn or twitter.com forward slash voice america trn You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I am your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine, who is in Chicago covering the NFL draft and giving us some great perspective from the Windy City. And A.P., we covered, uh, you know, the top half of the first round that you were there for last night. Uh, let's get down to, you know, basically the back half. And what jumped out at me was the one move of the night, which was the San Diego Chargers moving up a couple of spots, trading with the 49ers, clearly because they simply had to have Melvin Gordon, the record-breaking running back from Wisconsin. Did that get a little buzz going in the, in the uh, auditorium? Yeah, it did. It sure did, John. You know, Melvin Gordon, when you watch him run, He's got speed and power, and just I think he's going to be great in the NFL. And going to San Diego, coming from Wisconsin, I'm sure he'll appreciate the the weather change. Yes, yes, I always think of that too when I'm watching like the draft and you know where these people are coming from. That uh, you know, I was thinking of that with Amari Cooper, knowing where he's from, uh, and of course having lived the last four years in Tuscaloosa, you know. You kind of forget when someone's drafted by the Oakland Raiders and I, I uh, that they're going to live in the San Francisco Bay Area, which is probably the nicest place in the United States to live. You know, it's certainly my favorite city in the United States to visit. And, uh, you know, sometimes it gets lost. And I always remember that. And I've always thought of it when Richard Seymour left the Patriots to go to the Oakland Raiders and, you know, 
he kind of reminded everybody that, you know, despite what some may think of the Raiders in recent years, that means you're going to be living in San Francisco, which is an awesome thing, right? Oh, it's a great place to, to live, John. And, you know, not too far south there, you have those Monterey and Carmel and Napa Valleys around there. So in South Salido, I mean, there's one place after another to visit and really enjoy yourself. Correct. You know, Pebble Beach and or you can just jump, uh, jump in your car, drive a little east and you're in, uh, you know, in Nevada and the beautiful mountains with uh, Squaw Valley and all that. Uh, so, yeah, you, you know, it's just uh, a fabulous area, to say the least. Uh, so, yeah, I think Melvin Gordon will be a big hit out there and successor to LaDainian Tomlinson. And then, uh, you know, a few picks later, we had, of course, the Philadelphia Eagles, who were just the subject of nonstop chatter, to put it mildly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, in the end, they did not move up. They did nothing. It sounds like they were trying to do something to get Mariota, but that, you know, the Titans wanted a, you know, a king's ransom, and they just weren't going to do it. No. Yeah, it, it was too far up the the uh, end of the draft to go from twenty to number two. So you know they they drafted USC wide receiver Nelson Aguilar, and uh, I think John the famous saying in Philadelphia is they boo Santa Claus. I mean sometimes I think literally if they chose Santa Claus they might boo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they did a thing this morning on Sports Center where they were uh, talking about you know, or playing some clips from Philly talk radio. And of course the natives were restless. Uh, and you know, it just simply, uh, was classic Philly to say the least. Uh, but Chip, <laughs> Chip Kelly is the perfect guy to be handling that. As I mentioned, uh, I was out for Byron Jones's pro day, UConn player and who set the world record in the broad jump at the combine in Indianapolis. Chip Kelly was there and, to say that there's a buzz around him, uh, you know, is an understatement. And certainly, uh, you know, it's great to see. I love it. And by the way, Byron Jones was uh, chosen in the first round. I was thrilled to see that by the Dallas Cowboys, no less. So uh, it was great. I'm sure you're loving it, too. You're a UConn guy. You can appreciate that. So good for UConn, good for Byron Jones to go to such a high-profile team. Yeah, it was a pleasure to uh, speak with Byron uh, Jones last night. He's a class individual, and I mean, he's going to be tremendous, I think, with the Cowboys. They may need an injection of, of a positive nature with all the things that have been going on down there through the years. So, uh, and it was great for Byron because he, he tied as the uh, highest player ever selected, a UConn player selected in the draft, Donald. Donald Brown was with the Indianapolis Colts some years ago, no more draft choice, had the same position, I think, 27. Yeah, it was terrific. Um, and you, you're you totally correct about listening to him. Super articulate, charismatic. Um, you know, I, I was with uh, a throng of media that interviewed him after his workout at UConn Pro Day, and uh, I could not have been more impressed. And... Obviously, you saw the same thing last night. And again, you and I, we've been to many UConn 
sports events, basketball and football. And, you know, it's great for that program to have a first rounder. I, I thought he was going to go in the first round. I wrote a story on his pro day for the NFL player engagement website, who I write for. And uh, so, you know, I, I was glad to see him go in the first round. It, it just, uh, you know, is awesome, particularly because he was, you know, injured for much of his senior year, but he was the ultimate workout warrior at the combines and the pro day, you know, with blazing forties and broad jump and long jump and just eye popping statistics to put it mildly. Yeah. He, he, you know, the, the teams weren't very good when he was there. So but he was very persistent in pursuit of his dream. And, and uh, John, the most fascinating question I would like to ask somebody is before he had the individual workout, where was he in the minds of the general managers, managers and the scouts? In what round did he project uh, him to be selected? Exactly. I totally agree. You know, you talk about bursting onto the scene uh, and, you know, to do so by literally setting a world record in a track and field event, the broad jump. And doing it at the Combine, the NFL Combine in Indianapolis, is such an attention getter, you know. You can't overstate it. I mean, obviously, that's why I and many others went to UConn Pro Day. I mean, you see something like that and you just say, well, I got to go see this in person if I can. And and it was, you know, and I was just so glad I did because he strikes me as a special player and importantly, a special human being. Yeah, I'll follow him throughout his career just because of the way he presented himself at the drafts and the interviews and, you know, having seen him play and and such an unbelievable combine. I mean, uh, you'll never forget the things he accomplished. And, uh, I mean, that's what, from all the players from around the country. And uh, to, to make himself known uh, throughout the NFL by just – showing up that day and setting a record and I mean just it's unbelievable really. It really is unbelievable. He's uh, you know, gonna be one of the great sort of stories from the draft that people are gonna look on look back on for years to come. And uh as you know, I'm from Pittsburgh, covered the Steelers to start my career. So I was very interested in their pick, an SEC guy who I'm sure you're familiar with. Bud Dupree, and I had a flashback to the days of LeVon Kirkland the minute I saw he weighed 270 pounds, uh, also a linebacker, uh, you know, and a classic Steeler pick, the third linebacker they've chosen in the first round in a row, three years in a row. They've gone linebacker, and obviously that's the personality of the Steelers, if ever there was one. So what do you think of Bud Dupree? Yeah, I mean, John, he was a guy that Kentucky recruited, I guess, originally to play tight end. Really? Okay. Moved, yeah, yeah, moved to the other side of the ball. I mean, he has unbelievable measurables, 4.46 in the 40. Uh, vertical jump, 42 inches. Uh, broad jump, you know, unbelievable. And he had 12.5 sacks uh, for a loss, 7.5 sacks, 74 tackles. He, he's a great pick for you know, some are looking to uh, create some um, bad situations for quarterbacks from the edge. 
exactly exactly and uh yeah so it just as a dealer guy you know it's certainly i like the pick i mean it's just you see those measurables like you said and you know it gets your attention you just hope uh, it translates you know to the football field and um you know just sticking with teams that we that we know and like i thought the patriots did a nice job at number 32, the last pick in the first round, for obvious reasons. That's what happens when you win the Super Bowl. But Malcolm Brown from Texas, defensive tackle, over 300 pounds, of course, and exactly what they needed to replace Vince Wilfork, right? I, I believe so. And, John, the good thing about Malcolm Brown, he's versatile. He could play right. in the 3-4, the 4 three. Got good, good lateral quickness and agility. Uh, you know, he had 29 tackles for loss at Texas. That's, Exa- that, that's a big number. Exactly. And, uh, you know, there's nothing Belichick, you know, likes more than versatility, as we well know, i.e. Troy Brown, a cornerback, and uh, on and on and on, right? So, you know, the minute I heard that. that he can get every cent out of them. Exactly. So the minute I heard about his versatility, I instantly uh, had an aha moment as to why they would pick him. But in the same light, he also plugs into what is a, you know, a screaming need, uh, which is, you know, replacing Vince Wilfork, who has been there for a decade. And he's no longer there. He's with the Houston Texans. So I just thought it was great. And, he, you know, so... Uh, good prick, and it, it appears that a lot of people didn't think he'd be around at 32, to say the least. So, I think the yeah, Patriots made out well for, for the Patriots. You know, because the center of your defense is, is a vital and crucial part. So, they, they had a good uh, evaluation of uh, Brown, and uh, they selected him. And I'm sure Bill Belichick is thrilled to death with his choice. Oh, I would think so. Um, no doubt about it. Uh, well, hard to believe we got through the first round. Uh, it was a great first round. Still some more to talk about, but why don't we take our break now, our final break of the show, and we'll talk a little draft and uh, a little about what some are calling, you know, tomorrow, the, the, the best sports day of the year. Uh, so I want to get your thoughts on that. But for now, let's take our break. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America interactive radio player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. 
don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And still on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine, who is in Chicago covering the NFL draft, has already given us great perspective on last night's first round. But before we go back to A.P., my pick of the weekend for appointment viewing, and I don't know if it's ever been tougher, is, of course, the fight of the century tomorrow night. But if you're not in front of a pay-per-view situation to watch it, you can still go to the Kentucky Derby. And when you're done with that, you can watch Game 7 Spurs Clippers. So uh may have been my toughest ever pick of the week for appointment viewing. <laughs> but enjoy the weekend. Enjoy tomorrow. It's going to be special uh, for all sports fans, to say the least. But AP, great job again talking about the first round and just giving us some color as to what's happening out there in Chicago. And I know you're there for... Tonight's round two and three. Of course, tomorrow they go back at it. And uh, But what's your overall summary of, of what you witnessed in the first round? Yeah, John, I was, uh, I think, impressed by the number of wide receivers that were chosen this year. There were six, and that was the first time that number was uh, taken from the board since 2009. In this day and age when all these offenses are looking for you know, someone that can be a playmaker on the outside. Uh, six of them were were to- and they're good, and they're all good too. They're all pretty good receivers. So that that impressed me. And then I think it was about seven offensive linemen um, chosen, offensive tackle, center. So that was another position that was <clears throat> uh, highly valued and uh, by the general manager and, and NFL executive. So uh, this this draft. You have two quarterbacks at the top. I mean, that's the most important position. What what will become of those two picks? Is it going to be a situation where you have a you know Peyton Manning and a Ryan Leaf? Somebody's going to be a Hall of Famer. Somebody's going to wash out, or will they both be effective? Only time will tell. Yeah. Well, again, the drama continues. I mean, there was something this morning where Winston, Jameis Winston, number one pick, of course. And the Buccaneers, uh, you know, had a picture. He tweeted a picture of himself in front of a plate of crab legs. And you just have to wonder. This was after he was selected. This was from last night. I guess the tweet has since been taken down. But you just have to wonder, you know, is he ever going to get it? Like, that? there's nothing funny about that at all when you combine that with the rest of his 
off-field history at Florida State, correct? John, it's really childish. It's uh, really something that you probably did on the playground you in the third, fourth grade. Most people, you know, mature and get by those things, but some people, they carried on and, you know, deep into their life. And even as adults, they just never understand, you know, to let things be. And when you make a mistake, you don't try to, you know, change the mind of people that what you did, there was some rational reason you, you made that decision. Exactly. You know, I don't know what to say. The Buccaneers obviously, you know, added new meaning to the word, do the phrase due diligence with you know what they did. But, you know, right. if I'm the Buccaneers and I see that picture after selecting him, frankly, I'm a little yeah, nervous. Yeah, I mean, it's moments after this selection, you know, within a 24-hour period. I mean, I think they interviewed 75 people. They, were they trying to interview 75 people to convince themselves or – or did they find any new information? But I, I can't believe that someone in the Jameis Winston camp, you know, cannot get through to him. Uh, you know, he's the number one choice. Let's let's start acting like a professional quarterback, not like some schoolboy kid who's got his feelings hurt. Exactly. You know, talk about a short leash. I mean, you know. And by the way, let me just say this, and I sure I'm I'm guessing you'll agree. Is just. He's such a unique talent that they almost had to take him. You know, you almost just can't pass on that despite all the off-field stuff, you know, what he might become, what have you. Uh, so I, I, I'm not questioning the Bucks taking him. I don't know how you feel, but, you know, he's so you know, unique. I, I didn't question if there's somebody that can maybe manage that situation. I guess it's Bobby Smith. I mean, they had a stat up there today saying how he hasn't produced a, whole, a, a, a Pro Bowl quarterback in 10 years. But uh, some of those things, it's like spurious correlation. It doesn't have anything. I don't think it has anything to do with him. He's a defensive coach anyhow. So, you know, maybe he chose somebody for that reason. He wants a you know, top talent they can, you know, lead his offense where he can concentrate on defense. Yeah, and, and I think just to wrap it up, you know, He's on the shortest leash and maybe in the history of sports, whereas if he as much as gets, you know, is seen jaywalking, it's going to be such, it's going to ignite like, you know, one of the big national debates in recent memory, uh, you know, so again, you know, it's just going to be so outweigh whatever incident it may be, i.e. crab legs, the, you know, amount of discussion and press it will generate will be so unbelievable that again, there is no leash, which is again, why, you know, I assumed and millions others did that, you know, the minute they announced his name last night, he basically has to be a changed person from the one we know. And he wasn't, (laughs) i.e. the picture (laughs) of the crab legs. It's just, again. Yeah. No, no, he he needs to make an immediate transformation, which is, Uh, it's seemingly difficult for him even after all these months. And and John, that's the thing I want to point out about professional football. This is not a college football locker room with young, young guys, just uh, some amongst scholarships, some of them that's the last football world to play. These with grown men who feed their family and that's their profession. So when you bring all this bad light on the team, uh, he's going to have to contend with that locker room 
and it can get pretty intense. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that said, I mean, by all accounts, and we don't know, you know, maybe it is this childishness, literally, because I think that can translate sometimes into charisma. But he is beloved as a leader in the Florida State locker room and has been for two years. But, you know, that may not play at the NFL level. So that could be really worth watching, to say the least. I, I think so, John, uh, because then they're, they're going to have to answer all these questions about their teammate acting childish. And these are grown men. They have other concerns besides, you know, the football and other parts of their life. Exactly. Exactly. So I can't let uh, the show end as we draw towards the close without asking you, uh, what are your thoughts on the fight of the century, Mayweather versus Pacquiao? Yeah, John, I, I, I guess, uh, you know, Mayweather is the, the choice. And then until I see otherwise, I, I have to uh, side with him winning this fight. I agree. I agree. You know, uh, he's looking to, he's undefeated. What else can you say? I'm looking to stay that way. So should be fascinating. And, uh, you know, lots of other things going on, as I've said a couple times here on the show with Kentucky Derby, uh, up here, we have Red Sox Yankees for the first time this year. Um, NBA and NHL playoffs. Uh, yeah. Spurs Clippers. What do you think about that? It's been a great series so far. Yes, fantastic series. And Benko, uh, the coach of the Spurs, he called them out. He almost called them a bunch of sissies, a la Larry Bird. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he laid it on the line, and now you got the seventh game happening here. So, uh, going back to uh, Staples Center, I believe. So, I don't know, maybe it's maybe, maybe Los Angeles pulls this thing off. It's going to be so fun tomorrow night. Kentucky Derby, followed by Spurs Clippers, followed by Mayweather Pacquiao. That is a back-to-back-to-back for the ages right there. Yeah, and uh, Kentucky Derby favorite, American Farrell. That's quite a name, John. I love that. Uh, (laughs) AP, thank you for your great perspective and taking the time from what I know is a busy time in Chicago covering the NFL draft. Thank you, as always, for calling in. It's my pleasure, John. Appreciate it. All right, we enjoyed that greatly, and uh, as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.